Hello, and welcome to episode 14 of the Courtside Podcast, an NBA podcast. This episode is brought to you by YouTube channels Hyman Temptation and Cats and Barbo, who will make content weekly on YouTube. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Courtside Podcast. My name is Brian Hernandez, and today we're going to go straight into what we've seen in the action already halfway through the second round of the NBA playoffs. We've been through two games for every single series out there in the East and the West. And if you missed out on my episode on Monday, I would suggest you go back there because I do have a couple of explanations for the game ones between the Celtics and Milwaukee, as well as the Golden State and Memphis series. However, let's go right into summarizing basically what we missed out over this weekend and this week. And actually, before I go, I have to say I got a couple of words to talk about Dylan Brooks, especially that entire series in Golden State. I mean, we're talking about Draymond Green getting ejected game one, and then Dylan Brooks is now suspended for a game without pay. And then Dallas struggling against Phoenix after actually having a pretty successful outing against Utah in the first round. But that'll come later on in the podcast. So let's go straight into the series where we're looking at right now. We're going straight to the Eastern Conference. The Miami Heat leading 2-0 against the Philadelphia 76ers in two dominating games in Miami. Game one actually was a game that was looks to be a dominant win as they won that one 106 to 92 against Philadelphia. However, Philadelphia had the lead at halftime, 51 to 50 over the Miami Heat. And then later on, it's almost like they all get on a cold slump. And then the Miami Heat's sixth man of the year, Tyler Hero, he went off shooting majority of his shots and accuracy and let alone pass the perimeter near the logo for half of the shots. I believe he was coming off as Tyler Hero ended off the day for Miami going off for 25 points there and shooting four and six from three. So that was pretty good as the rest of the Miami Heat team of, you know, Max Struess with one and seven from three, Jimmy Butler, one and four, Gabe Vincent, one and seven. I mean, they love the three point over there in Miami. There's no doubt about that. In South Beach, they let it fly. But got to tell you right now, Tyler Hero was pretty great in that one. Bam and Obile, 24 points, 12 rebounds there as well in game one. And then goes to game two, and Miami ends up winning that one again, 119-103 in dominating fashion. And this Miami team looks absolutely solid. They haven't, they didn't give Philadelphia the lead once in that game two. It almost looked like James Harden was struggling getting triple team on the top of the perimeter sometimes, doubled back and forth. Tobias Harris was getting his baskets, as he usually does. But, I mean... Maxi was the best player so far in that game too for Philadelphia. He ended up having 34 points, which is probably the best performance I've seen out of him, especially in a game that almost looked like it didn't even matter that he scored 34 as they did lose that one by 16. However, James Harden, 20 points in this one, nine assists, so he was still doing his best facilitating, but one in five and three, right? I mean, Danny Green, one in nine from three. It was one in 10 for the day. So in reality, that defense of Miami is absolutely dominating this Philadelphia team who has absolutely no death on their bench. And the starters are just struggling to even get an accurate look at it for the basket. So Miami takes it 2-0 right now for their lead going into Game 3 at Philadelphia later on today at 7-30. Tonight being May the 6th on a Friday. And then going off to the Milwaukee and Boston series. If you saw my episode on Monday, you know that Milwaukee absolutely dominated the Boston Celtics on their home court with the Celtics shooting the worst 33% field goal percentage, worse in playoff franchise history. Well, guess what? They flipped the script. 
The Boston Celtics blew out the Milwaukee Bucks 109-86 in Game 2, and this was due to Jalen Brown being on fire in that first half of the game. I mean, I kid you not, he probably had like 20 points within the first quarter alone as Jalen Brown ended up with the game 30 points in this one. Jason Tatum falling behind it with 29. And when the Jays get going, that brings the entire team with them. Grant Williams coming off the bench was accurate from three as usual and got himself 21 points while defending Giannis. And there was even a play there where Giannis literally he went to a brick wall. <laughs> I mean, you never see that in anywhere, especially the Greek freak. looked like He looked like he was in a cage there with Grant Williams locking him up. So... Boston does tie that one up in game two. Now it's one on one piece as they go to Milwaukee for game three on Saturday. And then out to the West, we look at Phoenix taking full control over this Dallas team while in the Valley. They end up winning both of those games as they take a 2 0 lead over Dallas, winning game one 121 to 114, despite the fact that Luka Doncic dropped 45 in that game and they still lost it by seven. And then the worst part about it, you think that, you know, the team kind of picks up from Dallas as they usually do, but they didn't. I mean, 129 to 109, Phoenix wins game two. And that was Luka also scoring a high number, about 35 in that game. And the main reason why we're seeing the struggles is because of, you know, the supporting cast. You know, Brunson isn't there right now. Dinwiddie's coming off the bench, and he's not really doing any type of production. And it looks like the lackluster defense of Dallas is just showing a reason why Phoenix just might sweep this team. But we'll go into that later. And then to summarize everything from the first two games in the second round, the Golden State and Memphis series right now is 1-1. One and one. On the last episode, I talked about Game 1 where Draymond Green got ejected in the game. It was a close one down the stretch. Clay made some clutch free throws and then made a clutch defensive break on John Moran, who ended off that day, I believe, close to 40 points. And let me tell you, Game 2 did not disappoint. Did not disappoint. As the Memphis Grizzlies protected home court this time and won it by 5, 106-101 over the Golden State Warriors. And John Morant with the answer... He ends up finishing off the day with 47 points in this one, only two assists and two rebounds away from a triple-double, and was shooting close to 50% from the field overall. But John Morant, 47 points there, and really the most help he got offensively was coming from Williams and Clark off the bench, and then obviously Jackson Jr. getting multiple of those rebounds. But I have to say, though, the shooting was very suspect. Jackson Jr., as I said before, getting a lot of rebounds, but not making a lot of shots. He was 3-14 from the day, right? Bain, 2-7 for the day. Dylan Brooks, 0-3 for the day, right? And then you go to the bench, Melton, Jones, Anderson. None of them even got more than 30% from the field goal percentage for that game, too. So, I'll tell you right now, John Morant, a real reason why this Memphis team is still alive as they will now try to get a game at all the Chase Center in Golden State. And this will bring me back to my first topic of this podcast. The physicality of this series between Golden State and Memphis will be a question that we need to live in in 2022 NBA. Because a lot of people right now are comparing it to the idea that, oh, it's old school basketball where this will be allowed to now where it's like, you know, it's really weak stuff and the referee shouldn't be... I'm not too positive about that. 
So far, we saw Draymond Green do an excessive flagrant foul that got him tossed out in game one in the first quarter to where in game two, I mean, Dylan Brooks does a crazy excessive foul onto Gary Payne the second when Gary Payne is trying to get on a fast break and score an easy layup where he just shoves him mid-shot in the air, which ends up having Gary Payne to to basically on his left hand try to catch himself going full force to the ground and that basically fractures his elbow i mean gary Payne the second is out for this series and let alone he might even never recover until the warriors if and if they do could make it to the finals he'll basically be out for uh, about two weeks or so from what i've heard but in reality i don't think he's going to be coming back in full force and gary Payne was actually starting in this game too and looked like to be part of the roster that they were trying to interpret with steve kerr but in reality, Gary Payton is going to be out for two weeks and will not come back later on in this series as Dylan Brooks, due to his flagrant two and getting tossed as well due to this foul, of course, will be suspended for one game without pay for fracturing the elbow of Dylan Brooks. And that wasn't even the only injury in that game for game two. We saw bloody eyes from Draymond Green. We got cuts and scrapes coming out from a lot of the players that we saw on Golden State. Steve Kerr said that this was a dirty playing Memphis team, that they were playing a little bit dirty than really aggressive. But let me tell you, this has been so far a close series. Every single game has been entertaining. However, right now that game two, that was entertaining for the wrong reasons. Besides John Moran obviously dropping 47 in the battle back and forth with Golden State. I mean, we're talking about a series so far in the first two games where we have flagrants and ejections every single game and a majority of the time it's like players getting hurt and going straight to see medical trainers every single time on the court so i'm hoping this doesn't get too physical i mean i i've really i'm not saying i like it at all but in reality i think it's kind of what you expected a playoff basketball i mean this is a seven game series probably against the two best teams in the western conference and if you ask me both of these teams are probably the favorites to make it out in the west and maybe even win the whole thing might even win the finals because I obviously had Golden State making it out the West. But in reality, I mean, I did not believe in this Memphis team. I didn't even think they were going to make it out the first round, but they did in six games against the Timberwolves. And now, I mean, they battled back in that game too. And John Morant is unquestionable that he's the most improved player of the year, but probably even more than that. Could be even MVP caliber coming out of him in the playoffs a little bit too late. But hey, better now than never, especially in the playoffs. So that is going to be a real physical fight, especially if we see anything more for Game 3, which will be played on Saturday at 3.30 Eastern Time. Well, actually, my apologies. I believe 6 o'clock Eastern Time? I'm not too positive. They always go back and forth on the West Coast and the East Coast. However, that Game 3 will be played on Saturday, and that will be one that will be eye candy to look at, hopefully for the good reasons. Hopefully for the good reasons. And now we go back to our last part in this podcast. Maybe you know, a little bit of a short episode today just because I want to get straight into the games. Got my voice a little bit dried right now. Don't know why. I think it's just allergies or whatever. You know, springtime. I would get Allegra or whatever you want to call it. You know, it's not a sponsor, but I'm just saying it's very useful right now during the spring. But the last topic I want to face off right now is what is going on with the Dallas Mavericks? Because I'm telling you right now, they will get swept if they don't pick it up. In game three and four. If they don't win both of those games in Dallas, they're going to get beat in game five. And most likely, 
I don't even know if they're going to win any games in Dallas. They have a real chance of being swept. Luka Doncic, 45 points in that first game. Yeah, sure. Incredible. Brunson against 13. He's shooting 37.5% from the field. Spencer Dinwiddie off the bench. And mind you, he plays about 30 minutes a game off the bench. Is shooting as well 37.5% from the field overall. I mean, you got guys like Kleber and Green game minutes a little bit here and there, but Kleber actually had a pretty good game one, 19 points coming off the bench there for Dallas. And then you go to game two, and this guy Kleber, nine points coming off the bench. And of course, you know, 50% from the field, so you can't really complain. But it's like, I mean, if Spencer Dinwiddie and Brunson aren't picking up with Luka, they don't have a chance in this series. Devin Booker is back, and he's back in full force. There's no doubt about that. The game that everyone saw the other night on Wednesday with Phoenix, I mean, that's prime time Devin Booker. Devin Booker ended up having 30 points in that game and was going off of what? About 58% from the field? And this is going to be more of an expectation now coming into late in this series as well as late in the playoffs. With Chris Paul also falling suit, especially in that game too. He had 28 points in that game. And Jay Crowder, 15 in that one as well. And majority of his shots coming from the three, about five of his shots out of his seven field goal attempts. So, in reality, it's like, I mean, you know, the Suns have their big three, if you want to call it that. But they do have their three. Paul, Booker, and Crowder right now. And also, Aiden can get involved in the game at any time. Right now, he kind of reminds me of a Roy Hibbert right now. Where you have, like, one game where he gets you, like, 20 or 30 or some random number. And then the next game, he won't do much on offense. But it will give you, like, a bunch of rebounds here and there. But... I'm telling you right now, it's a real possibility that Luka Doncic and the Dallas Mavericks can get easily swept in this series if Spencer Dinwiddie nor Brunson picks it up. And if not them, who? I can't imagine Powell doing anything or Finney Smith, right? I mean, Finney Smith had 20 minutes on the court and shot, what, two points? Only took two shot attempts overall in the game. He doesn't take those shots. You saw a lot of it basically in, in you know, the Utah Jazz series, maybe during the regular season. But out of these Phoenix games, it's like, I mean, it's like they don't even want to be on the court sometimes. I mean, you saw the defense in the second half from Dallas, and it's almost like there's just no energy coming out of them. It's almost like their souls got taken into the freaking ball of Space Jam when Michael Jordan was trying to fight off the Monstars. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's 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 something that I, I hate to see in playoff basketball especially that teams are just not fighting for it. It's almost like watching the Lakers at the end of the year. It's just horrible. It's really bad basketball. And I really do fear that Luka Doncic will get swept with the rest of his squad in Dallas if they do not pick up the pace as Phoenix will be playing them soon later on tonight. Then tonight being, of course, May the 6th, a Friday. And also, before I go off this podcast, I have to say... Uh, you know, we had Single to Mile the other day, so those who celebrate Single to Mile, happy single, late Single to Mile, you know what I mean? And as well, happy Mother's Day for all those mothers out there and those who celebrate Mother's Day. That will be coming up later on this Sunday, and I want to thank you again for joining in for another episode on the Courtside Podcast. We'll see you guys next time.